0: Good afternoon, America. It's Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, again. uh, Today I had a surprise. I went into medium.com where I post uh, my articles and uh, found this uh, review of the book, A Changing New World Order by Ray Dalio. And the reviewer says one of the most important books ever written. It's uh, reviewed by Austere, Austere's Notes. And I recommend that you go in and review or uh, pair to uh, this podcast. Because this is one of the most important things you'll ever do as an American voter. Um, Of course... I'm utilizing the uh, predictions and the method of, of making these predictions by Ray Dalio, who can be considered an expert in economics and worldwide affairs, but you can get his bio from the book. I ordered the book after reading the review. I was amazed on how much uh, the—it's not a premise—the uh, factual approach that Ray Dalio takes to to compare America with China, and then you can use that for comparing it to prior empires, of which he does expertly. And why is this important? Because it it appears from his Study, factual study, that America has peaked and China is just peaking. And as America declines, China further capitalizes on that decline. How is that? Well, it's covered in this podcast, but it's control control of the supply lines control of uh, military, militarily, uh, control of um, certain elements of our society through social media, our university and and colleges where they have transplanted uh, Chinese theft, Uh, our open borders is opening up America for uh, theft from all over the world and everybody wants to come here to get a piece of the prosperity but that doesn't mean if when it doesn't continue that that they will um, help stop it and reverse it because in the in the particular calculations by Mr. Dalio, once a empire or great um, country has peaked, it is unlikely they will stop the decline. And it's slow after it's peaking to start the decline, and it accelerates uh, the deeper it gets. And he establishes where America is versus where China is, as I have on my volume one of my American Enterprise Party swing vote to stop uh, or to win the worldwide trade war, whether it be a fighting war or uh, an economic war, we certainly are pitted against China. And in our imbalance of trade list of some 30 countries, we are losing our wealth and, and enabling other. Emerging societies to catch up, particularly South America, um, South Korea, Japan, India, Africa. Uh, That's just to name a few: Canada, Mexico. Those are all countries we have imbalance, uh, negative imbalance, a negative balance of trade or imbalance of trade. And it's building our debt higher and higher because every year there is a trillion dollar imbalance to these other nations. We're importing a trillion dollars more than we're exporting. And that represents our profit. Uh, We have not been profiting off of the worldwide trade since the Second World War. And this is why the debt has continued to increase and the dollar has been taken off the gold standard and will eventually be surpassed by China as the reference currency for World War, world world war and worldwide trade. And I think that if you go to my volume one of the American Enterprise Party, that's pointed out. It shows the comparison between we are where we are right now with China having received 14 trillion in. Uh, wealth in this imbalance of trade, which is enabling them to finance their military and have visions of taking over Hong Kong, the Philippines, uh, ta- particularly Taiwan. And they ha- are investing their Belt Road uh, uh, loan or a line of credit from the international banking system to go into Africa and invest... Five hundred billion dollars that we would call foreign aid, but they're calling their block block or their road block road uh, program of working with other countries and building their empire. So as as you go through this and decide you're going to read uh, the Changing New World by Ray Dalio. And then you finished volume one of my book, the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, volume one, go to volume two, which is the platform for the party and how it will, through a plan of reorganization similar to a bankruptcy plan, a bailout, and has uh, the way that America can stop the decline. And it, it can be done. It can be stopped. It can be reversed. And that uh, uh, plan is in volume two. And then volume three, and it's called a manifesto uh, for the purpose of pointing out or planning out a a, a change in the way America does business. And it's not an institution, it's an enterprise. And volume three is who's going to do that. Well, it's 200 million enterprising Americans. It isn't the, the the very wealthy that did all the work. The 200 million people that enable America to establish itself as the hegemon number one in the world now need a say. And the, and the capitalists need to learn how to share. And the uh, human capitalists, the workers, must learn how to uh, not work for uh, their personal prosperity. And it's called, I call it the human capital element of our free enterprise system. Uh, so we will not have capitalists versus socialists and progressives against conservatives or left against the right or uh, all those isms, the racism, that, uh, Fascism, communism, Marxism—no, we'll work off of the the one that mean is meaningful worldwide, and that's humanism. So the humanism element and and the enterprising element of our American society, particularly our citizens, and not leaving the immigrants behind, if they can catch up in terms of education. Getting education, getting citizenship, and learn to earn in our competitive society, and they need to have a skill to bill. And the more skill they have, the more they can contribute to the wealth of their particular company. And these are these they become uh, neo shareholders when they when the company has a profit sharing plan. Because that's what profits are for, is expanding and growing the, the uh, corporate entity or the partnership or the enterprise into uh, higher and higher productivity and profits. where everyone, every individual can uh, have a share of that um, in a, uh, return on investment either through the stock market and or their job, but also in terms of building the institutional part of America, which is to uh, help people, help the needy uh, prevent poverty. Get, and we need to get rid of the slums and the ghettos where, where the talk is about climate change. We really need to be talking about uh, uh, change in the inner cities, stopping. The blight and the crime and, and the place that we can can end crime is is go back to where it starts, and that's in our ghettos and slums and on the streets. And it's, it's, it's colorblind if you go ahead and start to rebuild uh, <clears throat> those areas and, and hold the people that live there responsible for sustaining them. Just as they did in the early uh, 1800s or 1900s, I guess it was. They just went into New York and tore down everything and rebuilt it. We need to do that in in Baltimore, Detroit, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Kansas. So you know, St. Louis, you know who they are. And, And the politicians have done nothing to clean that up. It's despicable. That's where these immigrants are eventually going to end up if they don't have a skill to build, or they don't learn our language and learn and, and to be productive. And yes, this is not uh, uh, a single sum formula. Uh, we were born we were born as individuals to have the freedom and opportunity to be equal and to earn our equity. And that, if we practice that, that goes back to Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations, which is basically the the Bible for uh, free laissez-faire enterprise. So go pick up those books. Take a little time to read them. then you have educated yourself as to how we can stop this decline in the American dream so the china dream doesn't come in and take over and the only thing that will stop china from being the winner is the corruption that is developing in that country country and you reflect that back to america and that's also what's happening in america with our violence vulgar entertainment and our um, crime um, and the vulgarity and crime and violence uh, that we need to put an end to. So that'll make the introduction today. It was a little stumbling around there. Had a phone call, but uh, go ahead and uh, pick up the books and expand your uh, intelligence when it comes to voting because the other part of the, of this podcast are going to be uh, taken from other podcasts that really contribute to what the point is on this particular
1: podcast. Thank you. The Changing New World Order by Ray Dalio, one of the most important books ever written, as reviewed by Or's Notes, www.medium.com. The author, Ray Dalio, is the founder and CEO of Bridgewater Associates, the biggest hedge fund in the world. Reviewed by Ores Notes, April 20, 2022. It's not a book, it's a study. It is a study, that narrates the rise and fall of empires, countries, and civilizations, and how it changed the world order. As we are approaching times when a great power declines, and another one is rising, it's important to be prepared. Here's what you absolutely need to know from the book. History is cyclical. The big cycle is driven by economics. Civilizations last up to 300 years, Dalio estimates that the U.S. is 70% into its big cycle. They ascend in their first half until the moment when they peak. As things get worse, they decline and eventually disappear when they lose a war against the new ascending empire. Long periods of peace and prosperity lead to short periods of war, poverty, and chaos. Dalio is clear that social economic inequalities is the leading indicator to predict the collapse of a country or empire. The leading empire does not disappear without a fight. Thus, the American world order is ending, and the Chinese world order is beginning. The U.S. ticks off all of the cases, of a fast declining power, namely, high debt, lots of money printing, internal conflicts, huge political, and value gaps, populism, debt contracted to maintain lifestyle, instead of investing in an overextended army, weakening character, huge social economic inequalities, bad research, and educational infrastructures. The only thing the U.S. has going for it, is innovation, and technology. It's the leading power, but China is catching up. As for China, indicators are rather positive, dynamic economy, low debt, inventive, educated and resourceful population, strengthening of the military, low social economic inequalities, productivity, competitiveness, good research, and education infrastructures. Ray Dalio estimates the chances of such a war at 30%. If there ever were a war, it would likely be over Taiwan. For a complete support for Mr. Dalio's study, do as I have done, by his book. Then by Jerry Rhodes Books, On the Third Party Swing Vote American Enterprise Party, Volume 1, Why We Must Have an Effective Third Party. Volume 2, How Do You Reorganize America Into a Profitable Enterprise, Not Institutions But Enterprising Businesses. And Volume 3, Who Will Do It, Answer, 200 Million Enterprising Workers, Human Capital, Sharing in the Wealth of the Nation, as Envisioned by Adam Smith, in his landmark book of the same title, Wealth of Nations. Read it, as well, if you need clarification of what is being proposed for bailing out America, to stop the decline in wealth, and remaining the worldwide reference currency. How does Mr. Dalio's prediction support, having a swing third-party swing vote that has a platform for a war on debt not China. By downsizing government and upsizing enterprise, using the formula of monetary capital, working with human capital, in all facets of our economy, as it has in years past. The difference is the swing vote third-party, will keep the current uni-party campaigns honest, and pull the extremes towards the middle, with a vote of 200 million enterprising American voters, using the motto Keep America Great by changing the cycle that has peaked, debt financing and printing of currency, by Fed and U.S. Treasury, to equity funding, by all Americans, based on personal net worth, according to Gap, to pay down the insurmountable debt, and curtail deficit spending on progressive ideologies in 10 years America, will have stopped the decline in economic prosperity to win the trade war, not only with China, but those competitors who are living off of the imbalance of trade, with the U.S. As a result, those countries are also buying up our debt, to use against us, in establishing the new world order, and who shall be the reserve currency and hedgeman in worldwide trade. The rest is up to you enterprising American voters. For further details see www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org www.jerryrodesauthor.com. America is not an institution. Institution is a society or organization founded for a religious, educational, social, or similar purpose. A certificate from a professional institution. Thus, America is an enterprise. Enterprise is a business or company, or a state owned enterprise subject to the rule of business law. Institution is a society or organization founded for a religious, educational, social, or similar purpose. A certificate from a professional institution. It is an American enterprise, where monetary capital, and human capital come together every day in American enterprises to produce profits, funding GDP growth for investing in its workers and leaders as equity from free market enterprise. Which definition matches America, for the everyday American business and enterprise? Is America similar to a church, fraternity or a school board with stakeholders? Or a corporation, partnership, subchapter S-corp, or agency with shareholders, or partners? Being a CPA, my definition of America is a giant enterprise consisting of a holding company in Washington, D.C., and subsidiaries in 50 state capitals, operating in sync with a consolidation of global revenues deemed GDP, less global operating costs, as deemed by GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, the difference of which is annual profits or loss. On the other hand the cash flow, for the consolidated Great American Enterprise, is the accrual basis budget that uses receipts of revenues less current expenditures to track how much cash is left, each accounting period to pay current debt obligations, and accrue and put aside cash, for long-term debt amortization. If the cash flow is negative, which it has been since World War II, the holding company, and each of its subsidiaries must borrow the difference. What has caused the negative cash flow over the last 75 years? imbalance of trade primarily unfunded Great Society programs for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare, entitlements for low-wage earners, immigrants, and unemployed. Taxation that is the major source of revenues, after global trade, has been a political football between the capitalists and the socialists, so to speak. Democrats are trickle-up with higher taxation, for bigger is better government for intervention and control. While the Republicans are for trickle-down, lower taxation, for smaller government, and more profitable businesses producing the higher taxable income, and more tax revenues. As for the reporting by media, whether it's Fox News or CNN, their economic experts only scan the surface of the financial disaster of American governmental units. Since inception governmental accounting isn't for businesses or enterprises requiring financial management. Governmental accounting is using budgeting systems and results for its financial management. It's antiquated, inaccurate, and misleading if you want to know the financial condition of the federal government, state government, county government, city government, or a school board. Budgets are typically used as estimates and commitments to spending levels and estimates of matching current tax collections with current expenditures. The USA Big Government Swamp Financial Condition, on the basis of GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, demonstrates USA is insolvent with negative net worth, negative net assets, negative cash flow, Currently USA is on budgetary accounting, with the modified institutional cash basis that is cooking the books for the reporting its financial condition. For any other enterprise, USA would be considered insolvent, and a candidate for reorganization under Chapter 10 of the Bankruptcy Code. USA is borrowing money to meet payroll, of 24 million government employees, with an annual payroll of $1.9 trillion including Persians and Cadillac Healthcare, with an unfunded pension liability of $7.3 trillion, unfunded government social security plan of $1.2 trillion, unfunded government health insurance plan $1.5 trillion and unsustainable fixed overhead, difference between tax revenues and budget expenditures, of $6.1 trillion. Collectively, state and federal current debt is $85 trillion with $175 trillion in unfunded long-term obligations. Suckness Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare and Unemployed Immigrants. It looks like China also realizes the failure of their governmental budget based accounting system and plan to make the change to GAAP. This puts them ahead of us unless we reorganize our financial affairs and financial plan for solvency. Governmental accounting reform has been an important issue of China's Party Central Committee and State Council. From 2013 to now, China has successively promulgated several policy documents in all aspects related to the reform of government accounting. In 2013, A document named China's Party Central Committee Plan, solving some major issues was about comprehensively deepening the reform. It proposed that the country's budget management system and government financial system were not perfect, especially the government's financial reporting. China should try its best to build an accrual accounting reporting system. In 2014 the newly revised budget law also proposed that China needed to put accrual basis into government financial reporting. In the same year, the Ministry of Finance in China, had established a comprehensive accrual government financial reporting system reform plan, and the plan explicitly pointed out that making the government financial report comprehensive to fully reflect the government's financial position. As for the USA big government swamp s financial condition, according to the debt clock clock.org, on the basis of estimated gap, generally accepted accounting principles, USA is insolvent, with $1.3 trillion negative net worth. $2.3 trillion negative net assets, and $3.2 trillion negative cash flow, with $1.9 trillion negative balance of trade, including shipping costs, leaving USA a negative $4.2 trillion in retained earnings compared to China's positive $8.6 trillion retained earnings. A $12.6 trillion shift of wealth to China by the USA due to accumulated imbalance of trade since 1945. Because USA is on budgetary accounting with a modified institutional cash basis that is cooking the books, for the reporting its financial condition. For any other enterprise USA would be considered insolvent and a candidate for reorganization under Chapter 10 of the Bankruptcy Code. It looks like China also realizes the failure of their accounting system and plan to make the change to GAP. This puts them ahead of us unless we reorganize our financial affairs. Repeating, USA is borrowing money to meet payroll of 24 million government employees, with an unfunded pension liability of $7.3 trillion, unfunded government social security plan of $1.2 trillion, unfunded government health insurance plan $1.5 trillion, and unsustainable fixed overhead, difference between tax revenues and budget expenditures of $6.1 trillion per year. Sidebar, the author, as a CPA consultant to the state of Illinois, headed up a project to convert the state to the accrual basis of accounting. In 1977, that was supported by Illinois Governor Walker. After the presentation by Mr. Rhodes, the governor decided that he wanted nothing to do with GAP, when he realized the ramifications of reporting the state's finances on an accrual basis would show the state to be insolvent, he shelved the project. And to this day the state of Illinois doesn't report its financial disaster on the accrual basis of accounting, as a result Illinois is third to only California and New York in cooking the books and misleading the voters on the deficit spending financial condition of the republic. Recently California, that was using GAAP for reporting, decided to discontinue it, due to the disastrous results it was showing, for its true financial condition. News release. What is the CCP comprehensive plan to be the world's leader? According to Chairman Xi Jinping we want to defeat USA by influencing their world dominance in the UN, WHO, WTO, NATO, World Monetary Fund, Olympic Committee, and World Economic Development. To accomplish this, he supports the five-step plan. 1. Steal USA technology, and improve on it then sell it back to U.S. 2. Expand territory using its Belt Road $500 billion investment in South China Sea, Africa, and South and Central America. 3. Build global economic influence through trade agreements. 4. Influence worldwide institutions with their monetary resources. 5. Influence USA elections and leadership with hacking and propaganda. To do this, CCP plans to conduct political warfare on the USA by supporting identity political candidates, critical race theory, climate change, university trust funds, investment in USA treasuries, and collaboration with USA enemies. Also, CCP, with its Wolf Warrior, Attack If Attacked motto, has its eye on taking Taiwan, Philippines, and Hong Kong back into their fold to take over semiconductor, computer chips production, capital formation and banking in the South seas. This dilutes USA's influence, and puts our diplomacy strength in doubt, according to the President Biden's State Department. According to Arthur Laffer, President Reagan's chief economic advisor, China with its strength of will and massive population, is in a position to win the global cold trade war. So, it's time for America to step up and modernize its financial record-keeping for budgeting using gap accounting. I conclude as I started this podcast. America is not an institution, institution, is a society or organization founded for a religious, educational, social, or similar purpose. A certificate from a professional institution. Thus America is an enterprise, enterprise is a business or company, or a state-owned enterprise subject to the rule of business law. Institution, is a society or organization founded for a religious, educational, social, or similar purpose. A certificate from a professional institution. It is an enterprise, where monetary capital, and human capital come together every day in American enterprises to produce profits, funding GDP growth for investing in its workers and leaders as equity from free market enterprise. To be able to balance the books, to produce GDP profits and capital-based equity for the future amortization of $170 trillion in obligations, the wealthy entrepreneurs, investors, corporations and tax-exempt institutions must finance the turnaround reorganization plan, as put forth by the American Enterprise Party's Manifesto, published in 2022. Who is winning the trade war? Is it China, Japan, India, Taiwan, Philippines, South Korea, Mexico, Russia, Germany, Canada, EU, Brexit or OPEC? To answer this question is multi-tactical. The Asian consortium headed by China's control of costs and pricing of the supply lines are winning. This enables China to dictate the cost, pricing and quality all of these countries have received a shift of our wealth, as well as, they re-engineer our technology and sell it back to us with a markup and shipping costs. We lose profits and cash flow twice. The American wealth and economic reset over the last 40 years, shifted manufacturing of clothing, soft goods, pharmaceuticals, toys, autos, games, microchips, computers, cell phones, refining our own oil and gas and selling our agri-products to becoming the servicing distributors, wholesalers, retailers with humongous government overhead, including HIG income and curate taxes and a government payroll of 22 million workers. A $1.9 trillion payroll including pensions is a 40% burden on American businesses' cost of goods sold. The following are GDPs of those leading trade partners with a $1 trillion trade deficit for 2021, with America, China GDP $17 Trillion, Japan $5 Trillion, India $3 Trillion, South Korea $1.7 Trillion, Germany $3 Trillion, Canada $1.8 Trillion, Mexico $1 Trillion, Russia $1.6 Trillion, EU $16 Trillion Collective, OPEC $2 Trillion Collective, Spain GDP $1.4 Trillion, totaling negative imbalance of trade of $1 trillion per annum from shifting supply lines to foreign manufacturers. The competition by Russia, Saudi Arabia, Iran and Germany for the cost of fossil energy supplies for driving the American grid, have limited USA's manufacturing and distribution services. This drives the cost of energy up with the negative impact on American GDP of $1 trillion per year. Under President Trump the expansion of fracking for natural gas created a foreign market that enabled USA to become energy independent. Unfortunately, newly elected Joe Biden cancelled the Keystone Pipeline for the progressive Green New Deal renewable energy dream, shut down fossil fuel and natural gas development, and resurrected the Fafiled Iran oil deal, to the tune of losing a trillion-dollar market in Europe for the USA natural gas industry. Putting America Further in Debt with Wild Deficit Spending Legislation The Consequences of a Failing Economic Leadership Policies As shown above, the wealth of USA has shifted to non-supply line businesses while supply lines were sent overseas because of the cost of government and labor. And the wealth of individuals has shifted to the new billionaires of media giants and service companies from the traditional American manufacturers and landowners. As depicted above, the analytics bear out this diabolical mistake. This drives 15% of America's GDP down $3 trillion per year, since our inflation of market-ready products and energy costs depend on the Asian consortium headed by China, OPEC, Russia and Iran's prices and shipping costs. We only compete in the world market with natural gas and gas-driven automobiles, while Tesla is our Green New Deal darling. The ruling class has become our wealthy politicians, peddling privilege, aka, Joe and Hunter Biden, And the brotherhood of big social media, big tech, big news media, big unions, big box, big pharma, who elected Joe Biden to convert the country to woke progressive socialist ideas. In reality, consumerism that stocks our shelves is the true marketplace. American enterprise used to produce those consumer staple products and technology USA created. That are now provided by foreign producers and manufacturers, creating the biggest American trade deficit ever. For this there should be a market share charge, for the shelf display space to be paid, like Coca-Cola pays, for its shelf space in our big box stores and neighborhood grocery stores. I call this a market share fee for all foreign trade products sold in our country to reduce the current trade imbalance, and also reverse the shipping costs for foreign products being shipped to our shores and stores. Sidebar, between 2000 and 2014, USA lost over 31% of our manufacturing jobs, and created a built-in supply shortage, if China and other Asian manufacturers decide to control our economy. For example, China's GDP grew from $383 billion in 1991, to $14.7 trillion in 2020. Dot along with, a $300 billion dollar shift of wealth to China and Asian countries, for technologies developed by America, and manufactured by our competitors. It was these past profits which created the capital for the retirement savings and 401.k plans of millions of Americans that currently invest in and finance Beijing's military modernization. Also, that capital supported the emerging Chinese businesses, enabling a massive Chinese military build-up and takeover of our supply lines, resulting in $1.9 trillion shipping and distribution costs, fixed overhead, absorbed by American companies. America's financial position is obviously in jeopardy, due to the shift from being the manufacturing hegemon to distributor and consumer, which removes substantial cash flow from our coffers, and creates debt to our competitors and uncontrolled shipping costs for getting the goods to our retailers, with little or no accountability for quality standards and competitive pricing. This is the first place, we will have inflation from a worldwide recession. The U.S. is at the mercy of the communist takeover of our economy. We become more like China, then China becomes like us. This is a non-shooting and non-nuclear cold trade war. Why did American enterprise shift the manufacturing supply lines to China and Euro-Asia countries in the first place, when it's counterproductive to our economy? Underlying this shift in policy, was America's high labor costs in the 60s and 70s. The cause was the powerful labor unions, organizing government employees, and demanding higher wages for the supply line workers, plus better pensions and more paid time off for personal reasons. Basically, a socialist move to equalize the profits the manufacturers were supposedly making and not sharing with its employees. Plus, the stock market demands on the manufacturers for better price-to-earnings ratios. The shift started with manufacturing non-technological products, such as clothing, food supplies and toys then it became patented technological products of computer chips TVs computers cell phones solar panels automobiles weapons pharmaceuticals then steel aluminum and fabrics now everything imaginable this supply line insanity is being mismanaged by incompetent a biden administration that is accused of peddling influence to other countries by the likes of hunter biden isn't that the worst of insider trading and unbusinesslike behavior by our leadership? This allowed China and others to reverse engineer our trade secrets and improve them, then sell them back to our consumers at lower prices, competing with our domestic suppliers, thus stealing from our wholesalers and retailers. Plus, the foreign suppliers didn't ship fob. destination, nor did they unload the goods, nor transport the goods to the resellers nor did they rent space at the ports for backed-up supply lines, even during the pandemic. Thus, inflating our consumers' cost of goods and services. Great, effectively USA manufacturers reduced their labor costs by paying China, etc. way more in increased burden for cost goods sold, then displayed them free on our retailers' shelves at higher prices. A fool's trade, is a fool made. In fact, they had their own humongous, 23,000 Taos container cargo ships, charging $3,000 shipping per container, that was increased to $30,000 per container during the pandemic. All those masks, PPE, and prescription drugs to treat the virus, were on these container ships. On top of that, China was making the containers and cargo ships to keep up with the demand. Now having 4,500 ships servicing the world market. President Trump and a Republican Congress were making policies to reverse this horrendous mistake. Renegotiating the Obama administration's Pacific rim trans pacific Partnership agreements. Without a replacement 11 of the 12 countries proceeded to form their own alliance with China, leaving America out, until changes could be negotiated by the Trump administration. With new President Biden's administration's appeasement policies, it's likely to lock USA into an unprofitable position as STTP. It was designed to bring manufacturing back to the US and lower the $1 trillion cost to our economy each year, due to the imbalance of trade, USA consumers buy $1 trillion more from its competitors than our wholesalers and retailers sell to foreign consumers. Primarily, China, Japan, India, Mexico, Russia, South Korea, and Canada. President Trump had negotiated a new U.S. MACA trade agreement with Canada and Mexico, effective July 1, 2020, to replace the 25 year old trillion dollar loss leader, President Clinton's NAFTA agreement. Well, that is the devil in the deep blue sea, drowning us in more debt and deficit spending. Just waiting for America to default on its interest payments so they can call for collateral for the taking. I.e., gold, silver, uranium, cobalt, rare earth. Plutonium, diamonds, or our natural resources, water, grain, food products, and immigrant labor. The cost of borrowing also will be an increase in the mounting inflation for the American dream when servicing the imbalance of trade debt to China, Japan, Mexico, South Korea, Canada, India, etc. This affects the American stock market shifting from a bull market to a bear market, while the Federal Reserve increases the discount rates to its banks to fight off inflation. Certainly, this will sink the cargo ships faster. The only fix is a business acumen administration that understands it's a worldwide trade war and changes its foreign policies and supply lines for managing the American enterprise economy. Before it's too late, the Republicans are counting on being the uni party in the 2022 midterms and 2024 presidency and the controlling party in the future. In the process, Congress needs to reduce the Socialist Union's power and the Public Education Union's woke policies by electing American Enterprise Party swing-vote candidates at all levels of government. Who, by background and philosophy treat the USA as a giant enterprise combining American capitalism and American socialism, as Americanism politics, and humanism as its ideology for peaceful coexistence in national and foreign policy? China's wolf-warrior Cold War, is to destroy american democracy and replace it with communism as the new world order wolf cubs are nurtured as a term of the ccp for those indoctrinated to hate and kill class enemies much like the nazi gestapo or ss officers to do so they are also investing billions of dollars in countries worldwide through its massive belt and roads initiative similar to usa's foreign aid program to take a more active role in international institutions who wto WBO and UN. China's wolf warrior strategy, USGAP generally accepted accounting principles for funding and measuring GDP control of supply lines, $1 trillion line of credit in two tranches from the International Monetary Fund. Russia's takeover of old USSR, Iran getting nukes, buy more of USA debt, utilize Chinese wealth to reconstitute the communist campaign as a global trade cold war, using the threat of nuclear weapons or chemical warfare to accomplish their objective, a one-world government controlled by China, Russia's reconstituted USSR, North Korea and Iran as a new world order. Globalization of currency wolf warfare, China's goal is to replace the dollar as the reference currency worldwide, being threatened by the International Monetary Fund issuing lines of credit to the world as SPRs, special drawing rights, working with China and its yuan to float $1 trillion, in two tranches, for borrowing by emerging Asian and African countries. Wolf Warrior Diplomacy, China using cyber warfare, military development, stealth, cruise missiles, hydroelectric and nuclear energy, biotechnology for healthcare and ransomware for hacking and artificial intelligence for satellite and space exploration to the Moon and Mars. Estimated China hacking has transferred 350 billion dollars of USA wealth to China's theft of trade secrets and product development of technology. The greatest transfer of American wealth in history. Mobilization warfare, nationalism, massive recruitment of foreign talent and theft of American technology, military and products. China has the largest military in the world with 2.1 million, USA third with 1.4 million. India second with 1.45 million, North Korea fourth with 1.3 million, Russia 1 million. Financial warfare, the yuan to become the fiat currency, bitcoins, blockchain, digital yuan the world reference currency, and implement GAAP generally accepted accounting principles for taking over the world order of trade and commerce. The retirement savings of millions of Americans, principally union pension funds and mutual bond market funds, currently finance Beijing's military modernization and Chinese supply chain companies that are complicit in genocide, harvesting organs and other crimes against humanity. Solutions. Suspend all Chinese financial institutions from the U.S. dollar network. Immediate delist every Chinese company from the New York Stock Exchange and other exchanges. Revoke the green cards and visas and place liens on the properties and bank accounts of the top 500 CCP members relatives in the USA, Grant Newsham, Epic Times. Propaganda warfare, social media control, brainwashing, hacking for technology, influence America's social revolution. Solution. Close down the use of the USA international internet, Facebook, Instagram, etc. internal warfare, by the Politburo and its People's Liberation Front violations of civil rights of its members and killing of the Uyghur, Turkish-speaking people of Interior Asia and Northern China. They also are dealing with the 350 million believers in the Tiananmen Square protests against central government control who have opted out of the CCP for, Falun Gong, religious reasons. It's their plan to divide and conquer the CCP. What are TH Wolf Warrior Endgame Goals? 1. Takeover of USA's economy with Asia's supremacy and increasing GDP fed by supply line dominance, low debt, low overhead, low labor costs and high profits, 2. Take over the dollar reference currency and World Trade Organization. Replace America's control of precious metals. 3. Take over natural gas supplies complying with the Paris Accord allowing them to move to compliance at a slow pace. 4. Take over coal and oil production to fund their war and a satellite space machine. 5. Infiltrate our educational curriculum by giving grants to our universities enticing talent with their 1000 Talent Program, bribing professors and students for stealing trade secrets. 6. Build their GDP through Belt Road 20 targeted members, Taiwan, North Korea, Philippines, North Africa, India, Mid-East, South Asia Rim Sea members, Venezuela, Central America 7. Weaken the NATO, EU, UN constituencies with Chinese reverse sanctions 8. Support Russia's take back of the USSR territory, and Iran's new nuclear agreement 9. Continue to build a military satellite space presence, hydrosonic nuclear and chemical weapon arsenal for its fear propaganda program. How do we stop it? See my How to Kill the China Trojan Horse, Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Party Plan of Reorganization of America's Institutional Government into a Lean and Mean Victor of the Global Trade Cold War. Solution, removing their threat as means to an end by using a fear of nuclear and chemical warfare weapons. First, We need to strengthen our leadership team with the Department of Offense not just defense. Our strength is in numbers of ally countries, not population, the inventory of nuclear weapons and cyber hacking capabilities bar none. Solution, Secretary of Offense who has experience in propaganda, media and the use of our strength in numbers when it comes to weapons, technology with an objective of humanism and peaceful coexistence versus our opponents wolf warriors and warrior cubs. Where are we now? 1. Weak leadership in Department of Defense and State Department. Permissive administration and no plan for offense in foreign affairs. 2. Gridlocked Congress with no plan for heading off the wolf warfare of China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, Cuba, Venezuela and other socialist countries. 3. Weak foreign policies regarding use of nuclear and chemical warfare, no stated plan for defending and preventing the use of such weapons. 4 a two-party system that blames each other for the above problems. 5. Buried in debt and still passing legislation that continues wasteful deficit spending for welfare, Green New Deal climate change and weapons of mass destruction. 6. Using antiquated accounting methods that are cooking the books and budgets. Moving the USA economy to the cliff of insolvency and low credit rating resulting in a quasi-reorganization of the debt and budgetary system. Before our Treasury note holders demand more collateral and higher interest rates. It's Biden's supply chain economy and stock market. Some 300 massive container ships are sitting in our 20 ports with Chinese, Japanese, South Korean, Vietnamese vendors of the supply chain inventory waiting to be unloaded for distribution to numerous supply lines of transport and delivery. To empty wholesale and retail big box shelves. With that comes waste due to spoilage, passing use by dates and general damages caused by the trips all totaling, uninsurable damages for delivery exceeding contract provisions. The USA has outsourced $48 billion imports per month from China. And another $30 billion from South Korea, Japan, and Vietnam. With the supply line container ships sitting in our 20 ports averaging 10 to 80 ships or over 300 waiting to be unloaded. With China having 37,311 taos, 4 containers, daily totaling 160,000 containers on 148 Chinese vessels holding 610,000 teo, as present to over 100 countries or 2.4 million containers waiting to be unloaded, carrying 4 per truck. Then transported by 2 million USA semi-trailer truck drivers, 68% of all freight is transported by semis. Or by 1,000 USA trains, 25% of the containers, 200 per train, this creates opportunity costs of $8 trillion to $10 trillion of GDP worldwide, stall delivery and waste due to spoilage. This is, 2.4 million containers per year loaded and unloaded by 400,000 workers with 1 million sky lifts and forklifts, delivered by 2 million truckers, 167,000 rail workers, by 400,000 FedEx employees, 434,000 UPS employees, and USPS 669,000 employees then stocked and shipped by 950,000 Amazon employees, 2.5 million Walmart employees, 254,000 Costco employees, 210,500 Walgreens employees stocking retail shelves. More than 6.5 million American enterprise workers making the supply chain function on a daily basis, with 8 million job openings in all facets of supporting the supply chain businesses. This doesn't even come close to the real cost that is the labor shortage will disappear when the container shipments begin to shrink due to layoffs in the supplier and manufacturing supply line production slows, particularly in China since their GDP is totally dependent on the USA consumers having what they demand, and on time. This is like the heart refusing to pump blood due to the legs because they are broken. 90% of the world's global trade is shipped by sea, with 70% in containers. That costs $30,000 per container plus thousands for shipping by cargo ships, trains, planes and trucks. Both parties are at fault due to ignorance when workers stay home until they are vaccinated or closed down due to mandated masks and vaccinations. This unanticipated consequence has a far-reaching impact on unemployment and new job forecasts that are affecting the American GDP, that depends on having the shelves and online ordering businesses fully stocked to have an adequate inventory supply for the holidays and everyday shopping demand. If not, stagnation follows, with inflation of cost and prices close behind. This is the very reason we need a change in direction away from two-party politics that perpetuate polarized takedown, of the American enterprise system. Both parties are lost when it comes to common-sense business decisions. We now have leadership that doesn't have a clue about supply chain management. They both display ignorance about shortages of inventory that will amount to a recession or even worse a disastrous depression if there is a run on the banks and stock market. If this happens America is sliding into chaos politically with the unprepared and unqualified current administration proposing even more deficit spending, with $5.2 trillion in additional spending over the next 3-10 to 10 years. I view this as the straw that breaks America's financial back. Those cargo ships just sitting in the holding pattern represent survival for both the USA and CCP. Each are solely dependent on a smooth supply line for their economic partnership for the good of capitalism and socialism. Unfortunately, China sits in the driver's seat since they control the manufacturing and supply lines for most all of America's staples and healthcare PPE and pharmaceuticals. Our leverage is the supply of grain, cattle, pork, technology and energy. With the Biden administration stumbling and bumbling the USA is in a spiral of high prices, declining value of the dollar, unemployment, inflation and fear of the continuing fear caused by the Democrats, a la Dr. Fauci, a patronage voice for the liberal Big Brother and Brotherhood jet set. The Chinese Communist Party, CCP incorporated a low overhead very efficient competitor of the USA's economic, globalization war, CCP Inc. is the largest enterprise in the world. It has 98 subservient companies with 12 on the Fortune 500 list. It has 775 million proletariat workers with no say. It has a Politburo board of directors with one president. It has no unions, no articles of incorporation. It has no bylaws or rule of law for accountability. It has no restraint of trade limitations or antitrust law. It has no HR human relations department. Its only investor is a Communist Party Politburo. It has only one stockholder with total veto power. It has no contract with its employees. It has no complaint department. It has no work ethics standards. It doesn't need efficiency experts. It has no required quality control. CCP Incorporated has a more efficient labor force without interference of human rights, unions, and strikes. Yet in the background are the 350 million believers in Falun Gong who have opted out of the CCP and support human rights and free market capitalism. The next 20 years will decide if the USA will lead the world out of war and poverty by establishing humanism and peaceful coexistence as United Nations standard. CCP Incorporated's research and development is hacking and stealing secrets of others for its technology. It embeds its citizens in its competitors' universities and communities for stealing ideas and technical applications. It has no 50 republic states to control or satisfy. It has investors from its competitors, American Union pension funds, foundations and group mutual funds are investing in stocks and bonds of CCP's subsidiary companies in a single economy, unwittingly American investors are investing in a communist regime to the tune of $400 billion per year, one-third is from the USA government treasuries, that will grow to $1 trillion in market value by the end of 2021. This creates a dichotomy with current international politics with the USA using sanctions, tariffs, that are anomalies when it comes to winning the globalization cold war. The reverse of CCP investing in USA companies is closely controlled by the CCP, a monopsony and a monopoly, a one-buyer and seller market that controls all trade agreements and enforcement of competitive influences. All this converts to low quality with little to no overhead, for its subsidiary companies. Also, no strikes, No work stoppages, media attacks, no protests other than religious groups, compared to 40% fixed overhead to run USA enterprises. CCP Incorporated taxes small to large companies, 2.5 to 15% individuals, 3% to 45% on worldwide income. Therefore, CCP Incorporated is low overhead and high return on investment. On the other hand, 59% of the CCP workers are over 50 years old, with a mandated social security program. 90 million drop out of the workforce per year. Of the 775 million workers, 10% are over 70 with a 54 average retirement age. Chinese National Healthcare covers 90% of its vast 1.4 billion population as a private and public partnership with a variety of options. It is not a free cover-all policy. CCP Incorporated follows a single standard time offset, even though it spans five time zones and borders 14 countries in Asia. China is the fourth-largest with 2.6 million square miles behind Russia's 6.6 million, Canada's 2.8 million and the USA 2.7 million square miles. With the USA and Canada leading with natural resources. China trails the USA in GDP with $14 trillion, to the USA of $21 trillion. Japan is third with $5 trillion, Germany fourth with $4 trillion, India fifth with $3 trillion. From these recent analytical figures, the USA is leading in GDP with a workforce of 170 enterprising Americans absorbing, the highest overhead costs and lowest return on investment. Compared to China, that is catching up by controlling the supply lines manufacturing staple goods, due to low labor costs and high technological theft. President Biden's predestined derivative bubble bursting is caused by high inflation, bull stock market despite debt exceeding negative GDP growth, Federal Reserve interest rates. Look back at Hoover in 1929, and Carter administration to understand the derivative bubble implosion. Hoover and Carter inherited inflationary economies, record stock market, stagflation with rising prices, and low GDP growth simultaneously. They reacted with fiscal policies to curb federal deficits, and spending to decrease inflation. Hoover's demise was the stock market crash and the resulting a run on the banks. Carter's on the other hand focused on energy conservation, fighting Iran over backing the Shah and allow the Federal Reserve to bury the savings and loan low mortgage secondary market. Carter's stock market had accumulated increased Nasdaq plus 106%, Dow 24%, SANT plus 29.39%, GDP cumulative four-year term plus 14.7%, payrolls plus 12.82%, jobs growth plus 3.10%, all within unacceptable parameters. He inherited incompetent administrations of the 1970s, which had failed during oil shortages and tensions surging with the Middle East and Soviet Union, creating oil shock in 1979. In the wake of Iranian Revolution, the primary reasons of the rising price levels and out of gasoline lines at the gas stations. Carter's conservation program used oil taxes in order to discourage the oil consumption, encouraged more energy efficient automobiles, miscalculating the impact of importation of Japanese cars. He encouraged the use of coal over oil, to avoid inflationary spirals of the 1970s. Bad timing and deregulation contributed to the strikes of the mine workers. Human rights the center of Carter's social agenda failed to stop the Soviet Union's invasion of Afghanistan. And the transfer of ownership of the Panama Canal to Torrijas, a dictator, trusting social reforms, was naive as well as stupid as was the freezing of Iranian assets in American banks causing an oil embargo constricting Iranian oil exports to the USA and further shortages at the gas pumps then the hostage crisis in Tehran due to Carter's failure to predict how supporting of the Shah had consequence the Ayatollah held 52 Americans in the American embassy for 444 days highlighting Carter's negotiating skills as indeed poor his administration added 43% to the national debt but all of these decisions and missteps the worst was to come On October 6, 1979, appointee Fed Chairman Paul Volcker took dramatic steps to rein in the runaway inflation that had been sapping the strength of the economy since the mid-1960s. Volcker, in office only two months, took the radical step of switching Fed policy from targeting interest rates to targeting the money supply. The days of easy credit, i.e., savings and loan banks with 6% mortgages, turned into the days of insane very expensive credit. The resulting prime lending rate exceeded 21%. Unemployment reached double digits in some months. The dollar depreciated significantly in world foreign exchange markets, with a Libra exchange rate of 27%. Volker's tough insane medicine led to not one but two recessions before oil prices and imports finally crashed. Keynesian theory of government control of the economy, with interest rates, caused the cost of capital to spiral up and killed the growth of small businesses. Including the bankruptcy of all the savings and loan banks. That were providing low income subprime mortgage credit risks to those who wanted to own their first home. Mass foreclosures of low cost housing mortgages followed. Fast forward this failed strategy to 2005 after the retirement of Fed Chairman Greenspan and the appointment of Harvard Professor Bernanke, Fed Chair by Bush, and Treasury Secretary Paulson, who orchestrated a depression called recession by doubling the discount rate to member banks, and the stock market crashed by blaming the subprime mortgage market as Carter did in 1979. This blunder under Bush and Obama caused a derivative bubble depression in the housing market and 401.K plan's assets, losing a total of $30 trillion in equity. Biden is on record to beat Hoover and Carter's failed policies. The Fed interest rate goes up because of the printing 300 years currency of $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan that will inflate prices so the $500 trillion derivative bubble bursts crashing the stock, bond and housing market. This could have been prevented with the Biden's promise of a moderate approach to transition of the presidency, not the gotcha 54 executive orders he signed on his first day in office, changing the existing Trump policies that were working. This has caused the economic cost of the Afghanistan exit, keystone pipeline closure, open border policies, discontinuation of fossil fuel development, offshore drilling, natural gas leases and reasonable solar energy consumption to be unsustainable. Until renewable able energy and environmental programs, use reasonable transition periods for cutting CO2 emissions, expecting other countries in the Paris Accord to commit to transition periods, as well. And Thai reinstituting the Iran deal to lower cost of oil and restriction on nuclear weapons development, all of which has inflated the already vulnerable derivative bubble beyond repair, leaving the stock and bond market, housing market, supply line imbalance of trade deficits, and the insane proposals for infrastructure, Green New Deal, open borders, destined to burst the derivative bubble, beyond repair for the next two decades. Solution is to elect third-party candidates of the American Enterprise Party who are qualified to manage the largest business in the world by balancing and gap accrual basis budget, fix the imbalance in trade, promote peaceful coexistence around the world, by supporting the UN and its institutions that practice humanism for human rights. Is a divided America weak and leading from behind China, Russia and Iran? First of all is America divided and weakened like I'm going to assert? So, before I take off on a tirade on why America is divided and weak, let's review where we the many think we are strong or weak as a nation. Answer these the best you can with a yes or no. Then count your whys and ends for a total score. There are 23 categories to score. In my count weak is defined by over half of the 23 is no's, strong is anything you want to make of the role of money ticks and partisan politics. Is it the stock market? Is it our leaders? Is it our liquidity? Is it our crime rate in the cities? Is it our graduation rate from high school? Is it college debt? Is it our Congress? Is it our foreign affairs? Is it our taxing system? Is it our education system? Is it our healthcare system for all? Is it our social security system? Is it our commitment to the Paris Accord or is it our own ozone level? Is it our forestry system? Or is it our agriculture? Is it our stand on abortion? Is it our two-party system? Is it our constitution? Or bill of rights? Or rules for impeaching a president or governor? Is it accountability in our 24 different federal agencies or our 1,200 state redundant regulatory agencies? Is it our standing in the world on nuclear power and climate change? And lastly, is it our economy? Well, my answer would be no to most of these and never a yes on our financial condition. And there is truly disagreement, based on partisan politics, on a yes or no, depending on who you voted for. Confucius says chase two rabbits and you will catch neither, impose a hunter and the rabbits are going to hide and blame Hunter for everything. My quote? No, President Biden isn't the blame for every no, but surely isn't providing many yeses either. Would Trump or Musk be better? Can they lead us back into solvency? and winning the trade war that has replaced a Putin war. Yes, however, in this mess that has evolved through 46 presidencies, and many successes, needs a third-party option that in fact, allows the independent swing vote to have a say, about an alternative plan with funded policies and accountability for making a profit. In the words of Pogo I looked for the problem and the problem is us. The underlying answer to our obvious problems is calling them issues. Between who, the McCoys and the Hatfields or maybe the right and the left, were conservative and liberal, or maybe red and blue, were Republicans and Democrats who will never agree on any or all of the above. Thereby dividing us into two tribes fighting for control of the American dream. When a divided America can rise up and take the lead in front, not from behind. The adage of the golden rule is those with the gold shall rule. And they are. To them it isn't about America it's about getting the middle class of the citizens to split their vote for weak leadership, that makes America weak. If there are ties, gridlock or a pandemic, our two-party system fails us, with corrupt political ads and policies made and never kept nor do we even keep track of results. It hurts those voters in the middle that aren't corrupt in their vision of why capitalism and socialism are working together. collectively and individually, as enterprising Americans they share in the profits of their employers, patriotically and ethically in a colorless free market enterprise called laissez-faire founded on humanism. We do have third-party tribes, as well, that attack our current system and fail to get enough votes to change America from weak to strong as we have always been. We did win two wars and now are running from a third. Some say it is strictly our new administration and that will change in November 2022 and others who thought and voted for a party that would pull us together as a team that won two wars. However, that didn't happen and it's not working. A winning team is not divided into the two tribes. They have a strong cohesive offense and a strong and conclusive defense. Divided America is neither. China realizes this weakness and has sights on becoming the hegemon in the Game of Thrones. Taiwan, Hong Kong and Africa are in their sights. Putin has his sights on the resurrection of the USSR so they and Iran become the leaders of OPEC. This threesome plans to have a one-world government based on Chinese capitalism and the Chinese dream which is based on the Marxist ideology of equal and equitable shares for all, but has the few leaders who control it all. So, yes in my example America seems weak and our competition strong. But as Reagan said, the rest of the world doesn't have the strength of our Constitution nor our democracy that will defeat any authoritarian movement in a world of peaceful coexistence. The American Enterprise Party offers a swing vote in all facets of governance to pull the extremes to the middle ground of bipartisan decision and rule making. Jerry Rhodes, founder and CEO of the third party www.americanenterprisepoliticalparty.org, CCP Incorporated, using the Chinese Communist Party's wolf warrior policies, is winning the USA's globalization trade war, with a low overhead efficient autocracy. CCP Incorporated is the largest enterprise in the world. It has 98 subservient companies with 12 on the Fortune 500 list. It has 745 million proletariat workers, with no say. It has a Politburo board of directors, with one autocrat president. It has no unions no articles of incorporation. It has no bylaws, or rule of law for accountability. It has no restraint of trade limitations, or antitrust law. It has no HR human relations department. Its only investor is a Communist Party Politburo. It has only one stockholder with total veto power. It has no labor contract with its employees. It has no complaint department. It has no work ethics standards. It doesn't need efficiency experts. It has no required quality control. Each of its employees are earning the same salaries and minimum benefits. CCP Incorporated's research and development is hacking and stealing secrets of others for its technology. Being atheist nor ethical, it embeds its citizens in its competitors' universities and communities for stealing ideas and technical applications it has no 50 Republic of United States constitutional democracy to control or satisfy. CCP Incorporated also has investors from its competitors, American Union Pension Funds, Foundations and Group 401k mutual funds are investing in stocks and bonds of CCP subsidiary companies, in a single economy. Unwittingly, American investors are investing in a communist regime to the tune of $400 billion per year, one-third is from the USA government treasuries, that will grow to $1 trillion in market value by the end of 2021. This creates a dichotomy, with current international politics as the USA enforces sanctions and tariffs on CCP Incorporated, and are anomalies when it comes to winning the globalization Cold War. On the other hand, the reverse of CCP investing in USA companies is closely controlled by the CCP, a monopsony and a monopoly, a one-buyer and seller market that controls all trade agreements, and enforcement of competitive influences. CCP Inc. converts low quality, with little to no overhead, for profits from its subsidiary companies. Also, no strikes, no work stoppages, media attacks, no protests other than religious groups, compared to 40% government-fixed overhead to run USA enterprises. CCP Incorporated taxes small to large companies 2.5-15%. to 15% individuals 3% to 45% on worldwide income. Therefore, CCP Incorporated is low overhead and high return on investment. On the other hand, 59% of the CCP workers are over 50 years old with a mandated social security program. 90 million drop out of the workforce per year. Of the 745 million workers 10% are over 70 with a 54 average retirement age. CCP Incorporated trails the USA in GDP, with $14 trillion versus the USA of $21 trillion. Japan is third with $5 trillion, Germany fourth with $4 trillion, India fifth with $3 trillion. From these recent analytical figures, the USA is leading in GDP, from a workforce of 170 to 200 million enterprising Americans, with the highest government overhead costs and lowest return on investment compared to China. That is catching up by controlling the supply lines with low labor costs and high technological theft. The imbalance of trade is with China is approaching $900 billion per year. Even more with the China virus pandemic with China providing PPE and pharmaceuticals to battle the $1.9 trillion stimulus cost of closing down the USA economy. CCP Incorporated has a more efficient labor force, without interference of human rights, unions and strikes. An autocracy that's destined to be destroyed by corruption and revolts. In the background are the 350 million believers in Falun Gong, who have opted out of the CCP, and support human rights and free market capitalism. Thus, CCP Incorporated envisions China capitalism and the China Dream. To be the new world order for bringing all socialist and communist countries together to compete with American capitalism and American socialism, monetary capital and human capital practicing peaceful coexistence with humanism as its constitutional foundation. The next 20 years will decide, if the USA will lead the world out of a trade war, and poverty by taking back the supply line imbalance of trade, establishing profitable American enterprise who practicing humanism and peaceful coexistence as the United Nations standard. This is the focus that the American Enterprise Party swing vote and its version of Americanism, brings to the partisan two-party, red and blue, gridlock, a pathway of equity for both the haves and the have-nots, using a bipartisan swing vote in the houses of Congress, and the Republic for which it stands, under God, and the Constitution of the United States of America. The government is cooking the books and lying to us, to save the budget and debt limit. Examples, the Social Security slash Medicare trust funds have been drained of cash, by the general fund borrowing for funding wars and deficit spending. The trust funds don't have real money saved in it it only has government-issued IOUs, treasuries. Because $2.6 trillion has been borrowed from the trust funds. Social Security and Medicare are running deficits each year. Recipients can expect to see their benefits cut by as much as 23%, by failing government taketh away, tactics. Senior citizens faithfully paid into the Social Security system their entire working days based on the promise, that their money would be there for them in their golden years. Do you believe? Congress is obligated to fulfill their promise to senior citizens? If so, you need to vote for the American Enterprise Party, as the swing vote for balancing the books and budget. Are you tired of hearing the ads, on every channel, or stream down, to switch Medicare from Part A and B to Part C? What does this mean? Our Medicare financing is in trouble. It's a part of the derivative bubble that is inflated by BS, as well as speculation. Medicare is based on a premise that America can afford anything and everything regardless of the cost and outcome. What is Part C Advantage Medicare? That is a hoax? The pitch to get seniors to switch their traditional Medicare to Advantage program, with all those free services based on your zip code. What in the hell does zip code got to do with your Medicare insurance? They say it's to improve your coverage for everything from free meals to condoms, when will seniors need them? Okay that's fictitious. But the Advantage program, is not managed care as our big brother government spins it. It's clearly managed cost, What's the difference? Well by using your zip code to determine your coverage there is a discount and refund of Part B Medicare based on the concept of population health care grouping. What the heck is that? Believe me it isn't Fauci science it's a contrived method to move every senior off traditional Medicare because it is isn't affordable to Medicare advantage that is contrived to cut benefits, managed costs not managed care. The government is lying in every ad, From November to December 7th Big Brother tells seniors they can get all these free benefits by giving up traditional Medicare so they can have the insurance companies, the Brotherhood, cut the benefit from 100 days to 20 days. Why would they do that? Because the law and regulations specify a 100-day benefit. This move will cut 80 days out of the benefit for hospitalization and skilled nursing care when a $179 coinsurance will kick in, and the Part C program will not pay, and private pay must pick it up. In effect this reduces the coverage by 80% for the 44 million recipients, or trillions of dollars over the next decade. In Part C Advantage Medicare our seniors will not get the proper health care, in an average length of stay of 2-4 to four day hospital stay and only get a short stay in a nursing home, before having to pick up their own care or go on Medicaid. To get Medicaid they must prove, they are indigent, have spent their own money down to a burial fee of $2,500. This is a fraudulent transfer of the cost that traditional Medicare pays for, not from their private resources, and forces seniors into spending down their estate to being indigent, dependent on state welfare called Medicaid. Since 1975, Medicare Part A has denied claims in skilled nursing homes, billing for more than 20 days. Then deny 80 days in the benefit period, costing the private sector billions of dollars in long term care, forcing the beneficiaries to be discharged from the hospital to nursing homes then warehoused in nursing homes with horrible results. Why? Read my lips, to save Medicare and the federal budget. This has resulted in Medicare seniors being forced to and entrapped in nursing homes on Medicaid, for the rest of their lives. In effect, using diagnosis, procedure and zip codes, the monopsony only pays what the bureaucrats decide to pay, to avoid bankrupting the Medicare and Medicaid, facade insurance program. Wake up America, Medicare pays for a code, not for quality outcomes. Those rates are all based on algorithms that deprives the beneficiaries of their 100 days of recovery time. So, they can get out of those despicable nursing homes. As for the nursing homes, they are the last provider on the Medicare money chain and blamed for poor care and wasted lives, sitting in wheelchairs. The USA debt limit is no limit at all, as the swamp gets deeper and USA debt limit grossly understates financial reality according to the Debt Clock, www.usedebtclock.org that shows the books and budget are being cooked by the red and the blue political parties. What is the real debt limit? Nancy Pelosi proposes $28 trillion will be enough and McConnell acquiesced. In fact, it is a budgetary figure that doesn't include accrued liabilities for obligations created by laws passed over the last 50 years. Debt is defined, according to Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, GAAP, as assets minus liabilities equals surplus or accumulated deficits. For the books and reporting to the public, Congress uses a budgetary system of cash-in and cash-out reporting, against the debt limit. So, the government books are cooked, because it doesn't include obligations incurred. The facts, using GAAP, are reported on the debt clock in my books, the American Enterprise Party Trilogy. Ironically, in researching and writing my books, I found that even China is considering the use of generally accepted accounting principles, GAAP, in keeping their books, in carrying out their plan to destroy American democracy. The accumulated deficit for the preceding 50 years, of borrowing to pay trillions of dollars of government payroll, currently 22 million government workers, with pensions, is $158 trillion. Federal income taxes, since Roosevelt, have never paid all of the operating costs of the swamp, but quietly encumbered America. Using the same system as a local drugstore cash register system, of cash taken in minus cash paid out, that represents a surplus or deficit spending, to be covered by borrowing. The difference on USA's books is balanced by borrowing using Fed-issued U.S. Treasuries to China, Japan, South Korea, etc. or the U.S. Treasury printing out dollars, with no backing, since taking our monetary system off the gold standard, under Nixon, a colossal cooking of the books and forerunner of bankruptcy in any American enterprise including government. More so now than ever, as the Progressive's $1.9 trillion stimulus, $1.2 trillion infrastructure funding, $3.5 trillion welfare, promises building back bigger government, and the Republicans stand by waiting for the 2022 midterms to save America. So, wake, woke, up America, where followers are following the followers into the ghettos of a political crematory. Our concentration camps are our complacency and apathy in believing Big Brother Biden that bigger is better, equality is freedom, equity is prosperity, safety is more laws and regulations. Security is the brotherhood media, peace, equality and equity is big government control. That's the problem in our inner-city ghettos, barely existing in squalor, small underprivileged communities forgotten, public schools teaching overthrow, foreign affairs letting in millions of undocumented immigrants. On top of allowing voting scams, that are founded on a false positive, called democracy funded by two-party money ticks. Ask yourself, as a voter who would you pick, a better-red-than-dead pragmatic Republican or a blue blood bleeding heart phlegmatic democrat, or, an enterprising market driven American enterprise party humanitarian, that wants every American citizen to be successful and healthy in pursuing the American utopian dream with humanism. Okay, what can enterprising Americans do to resolve this horrendous mistake committed by, principally attorneys and professors, running our great American enterprise, on an unsustainable financial condition, turning the American dream into the American nightmare? Effectively, we need to hire the American Enterprise Party to bail out America, with nothing more than electing the swing vote party to break up the ineffective unbusinesslike Congress. And follow the reorganization plan presented in the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volume 1, Why Do It, Volume 2, How to Do It and Volume 3, Who Will Do It, in Bookstores Now. Who Will Do It? Those enterprising Americans, who ultimately pay all the bills of Big Brother and the brotherhood from the wealth earned by the many for the good of the few who run the country of 320 million citizens. We voters are no longer free to voice our opinion, when our friendly Facebook cancels our opinion, on the internet, because they are big enough to fund a political party that will support their right to cancel us. In my books, I warn of this happening in 2084 not 2022 and 2024. I guess we need to wake up now. It didn't happen in 1984 as predicted by George Orwell, when Big Brother had a surveillance system of cameras and a system of finger-pointing, like Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube to cancel certain dissidents and lovers of freedom. They then were victims, of the system of brain drain and a swamp of haters. Most bad government has grown out of too much government, For Thomas Jefferson.